You're listening to the Busy Edu Professionals Podcast, where we're providing information and inspiration for life before, during, and after the bell. Here's your host, Chappelle Billings. Hi, everyone. This is Chappelle Billings, and welcome to the Busy Edu Professionals Podcast. I am so excited today, y'all. I have Dr. Will on the show today. Woo! Okay, that, was my live, <laughs> that was my live studio audience of one. <laughs> Hi, Dr. Will. How are you? I'm doing well, Chappelle. How are you doing? I'm, I'm doing just fine. Everyone, this is Dr. Will Dayimport III from the Dr. Will Show. Dr. Will, tell us about yourself. Uh, well, I am an instructional technologist with a K through 12 uh, school district, freelance writer, uh, podcaster, and I do some uh, air tech consulting, uh, love superheroes. <laughs> and I've uh, been married 15 years and uh, just trying to live my best life. Nice, nice. You know, we, we all know your show. And if you don't know, then get acquainted with the Dr. Will show. It is It is the best thing since sliced bread on Twitter. So um, tell us about how you got started. I started podcasting sort of for myself because I had spoken with a friend of mine who is in the consulting game and he's doing uh, very well for himself. And I just literally said, you know, hey, how can I get to your level? And he said, you need to create content. Now for him, that meant blogging. Mm-hmm. And I knew that whatever I did had to be consistent. And I knew there was no way in the world I was going to be blogging consistently uh even now when i get paid to write articles it takes me a couple of days to do it because i i look at the screen and i'm like okay well where am i trying to go with this so i knew for myself it just wasn't going to happen and i thought about the show i did when i was a chief social strategist for tally up and part of that job I created content for our platform. And so I created this show called Strengths Factors where I was just interviewing a bunch of people about career-related topics. And then it just hit me. I had a blast doing that. Why not just create a podcast and do that on my own? No, I've been following you for a while now. I've been in the Texas you know, DFW area for maybe a little over a year and I came upon your podcast show via Twitter and but I can see over this past year there has been a shift with the content so tell me a little bit about that evolution and why why the change I honestly I got bored uh I was just seriously bored of talking about ed tech and using technology in the classroom. I was like, how, how much, you know, how many times can I talk about blended learning, right? As much mm-hmm. as I love blended learning and I enjoy working with our teachers uh, and talking to teachers about 
that topic and others. You know, again, with this podcast or whatever content you're going to be creating, you have to do this on a consistent basis. And I had been doing this for three years and I just sort of ran out of steam. Now, along the way during those three years, every now and then I would sprinkle in some other stuff about uh, that dealt with life, whether it was, you know, happiness or living your best life or, you know, something that really talked about you as an individual. How do you grow and discover your passion and move forward? And I just decided that's what I want to talk about. You know, now what other people may not know, you know, here is I was never a classroom teacher, not a certified teacher. Mm -hmm. I do have a bachelor's degree in child and family studies. And when I graduated with my bachelor's, I uh, had a what is called a provisional certification for being a family life educator uh, from the National Council of Family Relations. And it's basically about how do you create programming for people and there's you know different topics you know whether it be you know finances you know health stress management you know all those things and I sort of missed you know talking about those things and I just decided let me go for it because you know how many ed tech podcasts do you do you need and at one point if you can't be really good at it why I keep doing it. And and I'm not saying my shows were terrible, but I knew that I couldn't, I wasn't going to be the best in that category. So mm-hmm. I said, why not just take this leap and start talking about these things uh, as well as entrepreneurship. And then that's sort of how that pivot happened. I interviewed uh, Pernille Rip about her, her latest book at the time, Passionate Readers. And then after that, I never looked back. You know, sometimes we have to identify that feeling that we have in our guts, like it is time for a change. Because sometimes we can just stick with something a little bit, (laughs) a little bit too long. And then we're unhappy with what we're doing. And all it takes sometimes is just listening to that voice that tells you it's time to make a shift. It's time to pivot. So you, you mentioned edupreneur. What, what is that exactly? Uh, it is an, I define it as an entrepreneur who is education focused. They are grounded in education, based in education, with a background in education, and they're trying to use their skills and their knowledge and their passions to make a greater impact, but do it as an entrepreneur in order to, again, you know, make money, to monetize their talents. And it can't, I know I I didn't make up the term, but my definition came to me because, you know, you and I have had these, you know, conversations and we see a lot of people who are, they work with other entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. and they'll say, oh, I can teach you how to build a course you know, in seven days and you can do all of these things. And I'm like, they're lying to you. No one can teach you how to do a really good course in seven days. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're, but, but they're, they're not an educator. They're an entrepreneur. So the way they go about it 
is different. You know, they build courses, they put stuff in and there's no sort of interaction, no back and forth, no feedback, no guidance. And for me as the educator, my goal is to move the person forward. So I want to be that guide. I want to create community. I want to be that person that goes beyond, you know, blended learning is defined by X, Y, and Z. I want, whether I'm giving a training or I'm doing a course, I want you to lead that with an understanding of what blended learning is, how you can blend your classes using the technology, the skills, the talents, the curriculum you already have, and how can you as a teacher transition to become, uh, you know, better suited for this digital reality that our students live in. So uh, it's all about, you know, because the entrepreneurship is, is important because you don't want to do this for the free, but as an educator, trying to make that greater impact, trying to make sure that what you do has meaning and lasting for the individual, that's where, to me, the entrepreneur comes into play. So where do you, I know some educators are saying, why not do it for free? We're, we're in education. We should be sharing our knowledge. We should be helping each other out. So how do you marry that with the whole philosophy of being an entrepreneur? Some things you give away for free. I give certain things away for free. My podcast is free. Uh, I write articles for free. Uh, when people hit me up on Voxer or Twitter and ask me, hey, how can I set up my podcast or, you know, give me some, some ideas about this. I do that for free. The mm -hmm. charge comes when you're talking about giving away whole curriculum, when you're talking about giving away, you know, lesson plans that you have created and implemented and worked and, and fine tuned and, and, and gotten to a, a certain point. And when people start reaching out to you, so mm -hmm. when you don't apply for that conference, but that conference asks you to present, when that organization says, hey, will you come speak about X, Y, and Z at our uh, conference or, or this event we're doing? Or when that school, hey, I'm, you're doing some wonderful things. Will you come work with our teachers? You need to start charging at that point. This is not a freebie because you're we're not only talking about sort of the time and your knowledge and your expertise, but we're talking about you actually taking time out of your schedule to travel, to go somewhere. Right. That is not a freebie. That is a, a paid thing. And, and even those teachers who put things up on teachers pay teacher. And I, and I know some teachers are like, well, why? Yeah. Should I be buying that unit from you? That's Why not a sensitive topic, Dr. Will. That's sensitive now. You want to get into that? I will get into it because I'll tell a teacher in a minute. Um, you are going, you're not doing a blanket Google search for an ELA unit. Mm -hmm. You are going to a specific repository for that unit. Therefore, you should expect to pay. If you want it free, you just need to do a Google search on novel studies and find what you find. But if you're are going to go to somewhere like Teachers Pay Teachers and going to look and you're going to look through all that material and you find this unit on Wales, 
then and you're like, oh, this is dope, then you need to pay for it. And you need to be okay with paying for it and not wanting everything to be free. See, the problem with educators is educators are martyrs for their profession. Mm. No one joins, no one becomes an educator for the money. No one. It's always about how I want I want to help the children. I want to move the community. I want to make this impact on the next generation. Mm-hmm. So no one goes into it for the money. I get that. But you can't be a martyr for your profession. Like, you know, a few months ago, Time Magazine had this whole piece about broke educators. About, you know, these educators who work in a full-time job. And we know as 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 teachers, as educators, administrators, coaches, etc., you do not work an eight-hour day. That's just a flat-out lie. You teach, you go home, you grade papers, you plan, you create new lessons, new activities, new tests, etc. So you keep working. You're not getting paid for that extra work, but you're doing it. There's PTO. There's PTA. My wife, in fact, just went to a school event it was like a musical sort of holiday thing Mm -hmm. that was after school that she was expected to go to now my wife didn't get an extra check for showing up (laughs) for that evening event so educators put in a lot of time and effort after school where they're not getting paid not to mention the fact that teachers buy pencils and crayons and pens and paper and construction paper and tape and all this other stuff out of their own pocket taking money out of their family's budget Mm -hmm. for their students so when you look and take all of that in totality and you go around and say give it away for free well how much are you expecting us to give how much are you willing to keep giving to a profession that sometimes doesn't love you back. So what what advice would you give to someone who, who wants to get out there, who wants to who charge for speaking engagements um, or curric- writing curriculum, but they're just so shy about it. They don't want to get out there and speak up. What advice do you have for them? You have to... One, create content so that people can see what you have to offer, so they can see your expertise, uh, get a feel for your strengths and what you do well. And then you need to present at conferences, and then you need to determine your lane. You know, meaning you may not speak, uh, but and you may not want to speak, but you can still sell courses. You can Mm -hmm. still sell lesson plans. You can still sell curriculum. You can still sell uh, worksheets that you create. You can do tutorials. You know, a lot of things that may not require you to deal directly with the public on that sort of level where you're still being able to monetize things that you're doing. So you have to figure out what you're passionate about. Where are your strengths? What sort of things you want to get out there. And then, again, determine your impact. Mm. When I talk about entrepreneurship and getting paid, I don't want people to think that it's just money, money, money. 
I'm just saying don't get taken taking taken advantage of. Everyone again wants to make that greater impact. And every entrepreneur that I have talked to, they talk about the impact. The money isn't the first thing that come out of their mouths. It's not even the first thing that I talk about when I talk to schools. I don't first say this is my rate. You know, I have a conversation about what do you need accomplished? Absolutely. At your school. What are, where, are, where are you trying to move your teachers? Uh, so the fir- first thing is, you know, find out that impact you want to make and where you can best, you know, really move schools or teachers or students or whomever you are targeting to that next level. And once you determine that, then look at your how. How are you going to do that? Will it be consulting in terms of you, you, you're doing webinars? Will you hit the road and do keynotes? Will you write books? Will you write articles? Will you go to schools and lead trainings? Will you design courses? Will you de- de- design those materials, on either, whether it be on Teachers Pay Teachers or your own website where people can pay and download things? You know, look at all of those things and then learn the business stuff because on the entrepreneurship side, that's easy for us. Mm-hmm. This is what we do every day. Mm-hmm. The entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship stuff, that's the part you need to understand. The marketing, the taxes, the incorporation. Are you going to become a C-Corp? Are you going to become an LLC? Or in some states, you can operate as a sole proprietor. Are you going to be doing that? Uh, your bank account. How are you going to do that? Are you going to set up a separate bank account? Are you going to have your, are you going to co-mingle your finances by having it into that account? You're going to need an accountant that, you know, there's a lot of things that you need to really be on top of your game for because new flash people, you don't pay payroll taxes on the stuff you sell. Like every check you get right now from your job, insurance, Social Security, Medicare, state taxes, federal taxes, all this stuff is taken out. When you do a consulting gig and someone writes you a $3,000, $5,000, $10,000 check, there's no taxes taken out of that. But on their end, they're going to file their taxes, Mm -hmm. which means that the government knows that you've been paid. And they're going to give you a 1099. And that 1099 is beautiful because now it, legally classifies you as a business where you can make certain deductions. Again, business side, know what you can deduct and they know the deductions that can help you out. But, you know, make sure you your, your business side is, is right. You know exactly what you need to be doing and that will help you out. You have a documentary and yeah. I'm so, I saw it come through my LinkedIn page Facebook page and also on Twitter, the edupreneur making the impact and the income with a very powerful, powerful logo. Now, what compelled you to make this documentary? The documentary, the idea of it, you know, Alhamdulillah was Dr. Sarah Thomas, the founder, publisher of EduMatch Publishing, EduMatch Books. I had emailed her, you know, I had interviewed her on my own part on my podcast talking about her entrepreneurship journey and she dropped all kind of gems. 
And once the interview was over, you know, I, I, I spoke to Dr. Sarah and I said, I love what you're doing and I would love to write a book. I said, but I just cannot do it. You know, after writing that dissertation, you know, when you're talking about writing over 100 pages, I just I freeze up on that. I just can't do it. I, I look at a screen and I'm like, what am I supposed to say? Mm-hmm. And she said, well, you can do a documentary. I said, what are you talking about? Tell me more. And she said, well, you already have this podcast. You know, we can interview people and create a narrative. Mm. And I said, oh, got you. Okay, okay. And then she said, okay, come to me with a proposal about what you want to do. And so I, I chilled. I, I let a couple of weeks go by and I said, okay, well, let me look at this. And honestly, the first thing came to mind was something dealing with ed tech mm-hmm. because I thought that would be a better sale. Mm-hmm. But then I said, I do not want to do that. I don't. Can't do it. I said, I want to do something on entrepreneurship. And that's when this thing came. And I had some kind of different title than the entrepreneur. Uh, but I think it was the entrepreneur, your time has come or something. But then after I started doing the interviews, it hit me because everybody kept talking as much as they talked about the business stuff and the money stuff and the family stuff. They all talked about the impact they wanted to make. Now, who who did you interview? Catlin Tucker. Angela Myers, Tom Murray, Dr. Robin Jackson, mm. Eric Scheniger, Abby Futrell, Jeff Bradbury, uh, Bradbury, and Dr. I Zong. You got some big names, Dr. Will. Uh, you know what? <laughs> thank, thank you. I'm, I'm trying to. You know, when I sat down, and, and here's the thing when I sat down thinking about what my line it was going to be mm-hmm. right now there are people in this group that I consider to be friends and we offline you know we've hung out and I can call them you know and say hey I have this question blah 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 and then there's people here that are like okay who is my get? Like Angela Myers was that get for me because I know she's doing it big. She's super next. I mean, she's that next level. And it just hit me. Okay. If you want this documentary to be seen, you need names that have pulled in our field. And I you know can't- what you're, you're not, you're not shy about asking people <laughs> to no. be on the show. No. Not at all. Close mm. my mouth and get fed. Absolutely. No, no, no. I mean, the worst thing someone can say is no. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I had some, and I did ask some people who were, yeah, but I don't know. And I just kept it moving. And then there were some people I asked who said yes, mm-hmm. but they went ghost. And when I tried to give them the release form for them to sign to say, you can use my image, all this good stuff, they never signed it. I moved on. So 
I just really wanted to pick a nice group of people that had the experience that I think would add value to what I hope this thing is able to do. But also, I'm not going to lie, they have the name recognition so that even for people who may not care about entrepreneurship, but they see Eric Scheniger's name there. Mm-hmm. They see Angela Meyer's name there. They're like, I'm going to check this out just because of these people. And I was blessed, alhamdulillah, to get this lineup. And I was getting to a point to where I was like, man, I need some color. Uh, because I had Dr. Jackson and, and Dr. Zong. And I was like, I need some more. I need some more. So I reached out to Dr. Sarah. I was like, yo, do you know anybody? Mm-hmm. And she said, Abby Fruit Fruit Futrail. And then when I interviewed Abby, I was so, I was like, wow, so happy that she said yes, uh, because she was so real and had so much energy that it was uh, well worth doing the interview. So why now? Why, why is this needed right now? Because people need to re-shift their mindset about monetizing their talents. They really need to understand that it's okay with making money and it's okay wanting to make money. You know, if you are not going to have your ends meet by your job, And for whatever reason, you need some extra money and you decide, I'm going to be a waitress. I'm going to be Penny. I'm going to be a bartender. And those are all jobs. And I'm not knocking you for you getting a job. But Mm -hmm. why would you not monetize what you're doing? Why would you? You got an education for a reason. Why would you not embrace that love you have for education mm. and turn that into a business? Mm. Making the impact and the income. And yes, absolutely. And and, and you're working for yourself, mm-hmm. right? So you're not spending your life trying to build an empire for someone else. You're actually building it for yourself. I can say that I am really inspired by what you're doing right now, um, by this whole project project this documentary i told you you know one of our conversations i can't wait to be if if i am graced with a listening party or watching party invitation i'll be right there with my popcorn so i'm just excited about the fact that you are pursuing a passion project you are pursuing something that you are being led to do right now My question for you is what advice do you have for those who would love to pursue their passion projects, but for whatever reason, something is holding them back? Do it. Don't think about it. Do it. Don't question yourself. Do it. Don't ask other people for permission. Do it. Don't ask other people what you think about it. Do it. Mm. If it's pulling at you, if it's gnawing at you, 
if it's one of those things to where you go to bed and it's just right there and you you can't get that sleep because you're thinking about it. You're in the shower. You're thinking about it. You're driving somewhere. You're thinking about it. You got to do it. And the reason I tell you don't ask other folks, because some people may try to tell you no. Absolutely. Or try to talk talk you out of it. So don't even deal with other people. Just go ahead and do it and get it done. Because if you wait, if you think about it, you'll always find reasons and excuses not to do it. So you just have to do it. And we also live in a world where there are no longer any gatekeepers to getting this thing, to doing anything, right? Now, I'm working with Dr. Sarah, a publisher, to do this, but I used the technology that I'm already using for my own podcast to do this. I could have done this on my own. Uh, You are doing this podcast on your own with technology that is available to everyone. You want to write that book? You don't need to go to a publisher. In fact, unless you're going to work with EduMatch Publishing, I'm going to tell you right now, don't ever work for a publisher because they're going to pay you 15% on the back end. And what what will they provide? Okay, they'll provide some uh, editing, proofreading, you know, some sort of guidance for structure of your book. They'll put a cover and stuff all together. But guess what? You can pay other people to do that. Mm-hmm. And keep 100% of your money. You know, mine is what whoever handles your the payment and shipping will cost. Like Amazon may take 3%. Uh, but the rest of that money you keep. You know, why would you pay the middleman when you can do it on your own? Uh, if you want to make a movie, your your iPhone camera is powerful. You can also buy a reasonably priced DSLR camera and edit this thing on a computer and then put it online for people to digitally download. You don't have to make DVDs to sell. So there is no gatekeeper for you to put anything out there now. So if there's something you want to do, just do it and get it out there. Mm. Now, who's dropping some gems, uh, Dr. Rhea? <laughs> this been, this has been a whole show of gems so we're going to end this with dr wheel unplugged five impromptu questions now you don't know what i'm going to ask you all Here right now go. be careful you ready <laughs> i guess <laughs> okay so number one Favorite 90s jam. You're in the same generation, so I know. Favorite 90s jam. Oh. Wow. I'm thinking it's it, it has to be uh, something from Lauren Hill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, you can't go wrong with anything from, from Lauren Hill. Yeah, yeah. All right, so here's another one. I can kind of guess what you're going to say for this. You walk out of your door right now and you find a $10 million lottery ticket. What are your yes. next steps? Uh, I'm, I'm taking it to the police. Okay. Yeah. I mean, look, I'm not going to lie. 
it, it, the first thing that go in my mind, go cash it, you know, go get my money. <laughs> but it is a mountain. Okay. So the I would prefer uh, from a spiritual basis mm-hmm. to, you know, be a good Muslim and take it to the police. And you never know, you know, inshallah, the person who real ticket to, they may give me, you know, $100,000 for turning it in. I, I don't know, but I would rather have a clean conscience for that. Okay. Number three, ice cream or sherbet? Ice cream. I'll In- <laughs> invisibility or flight? Ooh. I think invisibility. Advice for your colleagues turning 40 next year. I know we already in our 40 club. So what advice do you have for, for our colleagues that's turning 40 next year? Man, change your eating. You know, eat as healthy as possible. Get your water in. Get, get, do some sort of movement because I, I mean, I need to do it for myself. And be okay with your energy changing. Mm. The greatest thing I would tell you at this point is don't wait to do anything you want to do. Like, if you're lucky to live to 75, you've already, at 40, you've already lived most of your life. So with the time you have left, live it without regrets. Absolutely. Absolutely. And final question. Yes. Celebrity you would like to meet. Ooh. <laughs> Man, it's... it shouldn't be that hard. <laughs> it's so many, though. It's so many because, you know, the ones I want to meet, they all have a certain something about them that I want to learn from. Mm-hmm. But if I had to say one, it would be Oprah. Okay. Yes. You made me ner- you made me a little bit nervous right there. Not for real. I, I don't know who, I don't know what you thought I was gonna say. I knew you was gonna say Oprah, but then you kind of took a took a turn. So. Yeah, I mean again, that's other people, you know, like Jay-Z, uh Chad with Boseman, you know, the Black Panther. There's a lot of people that I would like to meet. Okay. Uh, Reginald Hudlin, like he mm. did, you know, they did Boomerang. Boom. I sat in in '92. I sat in the theater watching Boomerang, right? Mm-hmm. And that changed my life. Sit, just sitting there, I'm thinking, this is what I want to do with my life. I went to film school because of Boomerang. Mm. So there's a lot of people I want to meet, but because of Oprah's influence and her business savvy. Mm-hmm. And what she has done in the media, Oprah will be, you know, the first one in line because I want to take my podcast to the next level. I want to one to have my own show and learn how to stack my coin. You know, that's the billion dollar sister right there. All right. Very, very good. So why should people go out and watch the edupreneur making the impact and the income? Because you are going to see the people 
that we see on Twitter, that we see at conferences, that we see their books. And you see them and you think you know them or you know an aspect of them, but you don't know them. And this podcast, this documentary is going to give you a real glimpse into who uh, these people are as real people. Where they talk about not only the successes that they've had, but the challenges they've had. You're going to hear about their lives and how they deal with family and children and also hipping you to the game if you're interested in becoming an entrepreneur because they drop gems on how do you navigate that path. But the greater insight in what you're going to have with these people is fantastic. I was going through, I knew my first interview with Angela Myers and hearing her talk, I had to hold I had to hold my enthusiasm in because I didn't want that to get on, to get recorded. But mm -hmm. I knew from that interview, I knew this was going to be special. And after I just, and after interview after interview after interview, I said, I have something amazing here. Now, I don't want to get ahead of myself because this thing could, could be a flop. The only people could buy this could be my mama. But I I really think that I I've been able to, with the people in the documentary and with Sarah create something that I think people are going to watch and walk away from with a, a perspective of feeling uh, something that they will be able to say, you know, wow, and be able to improve themselves in some way. Okay. So when should we expect it? When is it going to come? When is it coming out? I will say tentatively, not making any promises, but tentatively March 2019. Got it. Got it. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Will, for joining us here on the Busy Edu Professionals podcast. I appreciate it. Well, thank you, Chappelle, for having me on the show. <laughs> you know, you got me with them five questions. I was like, I don't know what she's going to ask. <laughs> All right, everybody. <laughs> This was Chappelle and Dr. Wheel. Until next time, I'll talk to you later.